Blog Talk Radio. First World Order Radio, finally, finally, we are on the air. No doubt. All right, all right. There's always going to be somebody in the building on First World Order Radio. We get on into some of that order consciousness tonight. First World Order Radio every Wednesday, 8 p.m. We got to talk about what is taking place on the planet. There's always going to be somebody in the building on First World Order Radio. First, we need to let you know we're going to be doing more shows, giving out more information on Wednesdays. Wednesday at 8 o'clock, we are now going to make this the hottest day of the week. Lovers in time, order, importance. The most prominent parts, voices, or instruments. Earthly state of human concerns and existence. An indefinite multitude, quantity, or distance. System regulates to bring about specifics in the group based on value and natural characteristics. Current radiates electromagnetics of sound through the air that your thoughts transmits it. Proceeding lovers in time, order, importance. The most prominent parts, voices, or instruments. Earthly state of human concerns and existence. Indefinite multitude, quantity, or distance. Order. System regulates to bring about specifics in the group based on value and natural characteristics. Current radiates electromagnetics of sound through the air, same as your thoughts transmits it. You need to understand how magical this, uh, something like this every Wednesday can become. So you need to start uh, getting your calendar right, get your schedule, your schedule right. So, I mean, these clues are given throughout the various languages was to piece the puzzle of this ancient mystery school back together again. And what we plan on doing, both of us, is bringing y'all some surefire dynamite. We're going to take this level up a notch. We're going to have stuff to do here. This is not just going to be about philosophies and theories. Shit that works. You have to activate the pipe in which that produced this black chemical called melanin. What we did was gave a hard line in the sand between the different definitions of esoteric study and esoteric study. Playtime is over. Fox, yo, 
pointing fingers, who's to blame? You brought the gift of life, lines tamed by your powerful reins. Living this dream, you still give deeper pain. So slip through the dream, you stay afloat and maintain. You're at the top of the world, I'm trying to reach you. Screaming your name, I hope it's not in vain. You're the love of my life, the lines to the music, the connections to the roads of the future. Thank you for sharing your experience. You're my everything, the flowers of spring, yeah, you're my everything, you know what I mean, you know what I mean, yeah, you're my everything, my first way dream, the very last thing that enters my mind, you're the reason I tell the truth, the reason I lie, the reason I live. The reason I die, I said, you're my everything, my first wet dream, the very last thing that enters my mind. You're the reason I tell the truth, the reason I lie, the reason I live, the reason I live. I said, you're my everything. The reason I live, the reason I die. I said, you're my everything, my first wet dream. Yeah, you're my everything, the very last thing. Said, you're my everything. My first great dream, you're the very last thing that enters my mind. You're the reason I tell the truth, the reason I lie. I said you're the reason I live. Yo. Yes, indeed. It is another Tips and Tricks Tuesday on First World Order Radio. Yep, yep. Peace and blessings. Give thanks to those that came before and those that will come after. I say, I say. I'm back from my little hiatus and stuff. We had a little vacation over the weekend. We uh, Me and one of my brothers went down to uh, South Carolina, actually, in the Myrtle Beach. When everybody else was leaving, we coming in. I'm like, where they going? You know, we had already... Already had plans, like, yeah, I guess it was April, May, something like that. We had booked, uh, you know, a hotel room and all that stuff. Him and his family and stuff went down, had a little time on it. You know, got some footage. We did some Tai Chi and Qigongs and all types of stuff out there. It will, you will eventually, it's, it's going, it was peace, too. I mean, I'm trying to tell you, I don't know why people leave. It was nice out there. Actually, it was better than. Than other areas, you know, that like Charleston and Columbia, they really got hit pretty good from what I'm hearing, uh, you know. But uh, all in all, yeah, I'm back on. I hope everyone has had a, a festive few weeks. Uh, I guess it was the 22nd. Yeah, it was 22nd the last time we uh, corresponded. I want to say peace and blessings and blessings to First World Order family, everyone out there. Um, yeah. So today's topic, I'm gonna go ahead and get into it. Is uh, dreams answered? Right. So basically, that came to me from a dream. I had a dream a few weeks ago. Well, I'll get into that in a few minutes. You know. I'm going to go from, from my notes right quick, like in a hurry. Dream, answer, dream, um, comedic, metanetta, 
uh, dreams shoot. And also resets, reset, shoots. Shooters, um, to you say a derivation, it could turn, be turned into sets, which be mystery. But uh, the word for dream is shoots or resets. The word for answers, taboo, is also a, a T-E-B-A-U, taboo, taboo. It means reward, answer, restitution, or payment. It's also reshed, which means speech. That's a shoot taboo, for itself. Mm-hmm. Or Washib Tabu. Red Dream that. So well Washib is answered, Rasut or shoot, Rasut Washib or Shoot Tabua. But that's dream answered. Dream is basically when you break it down in the etymological sense it's derived from a Dragon Dragmas Meaning deception or illusion, phantasm, something that's not real is an illusion, but that's uh, that's in the sense of um, the noun, the verb, um, dream, from German, English, Old English, is really, you know, of course, Old Latin, but it means rejoice or play music in the uh, current sense from dream. That's the that's the uh, noun actually. All right, but dream, noun, back to it. Um, Drama means merriment, noise, drachmas. proto dramatic means deception, illusion, phantasm. Phantasm, but back like ghoul, but phantasm is a spectrum. A spectrum. So spectrum is light or, or is invisible light, dark light. So this, uh, some of my illusions are not really, should not be, be seen like, or uh, I guess touched on as an illusion from a physical thought. Because those are illusions, physical thoughts are illusions. But this illusion, this phantasm, this delusion, only due to it not being here presently in the physical sight. Okay, in a sense, dream also means a sequence of, of uh, sensations passing through a sleeping person's mind. So, that's dream. Answer is the reply. It's from ante, iron, or what not, meaning um, to go against, and swaru, meaning affirmation of the square. And it uh, suggests the original sense is to make a sworn statement rebutting the charge. So it's the rebuttal. He who, you know, got it. Got to get in there. So, sequence of sensations passed through a sleeping person's mind or making a sworn statement or rebutting the charge or making an affidavit. A sequence of sensations passing through a sleeping person's mind or making an affidavit or rebutting the charge, making a sworn statement. So, that makes sense. Sequence of sensations, right? You know, a sequence that's uh, like cycling through the um, was uh, was it a chemistry of man to daily uh, tie together the chapters of mysteries. And then there was a chemistry of nutrition to sail in the, uh, the boat, not to ocean, yeah, not to ocean, 
selling the boat, the pure infinite circulation that ties together. That's our chemistry that ties together the chapter of mysteries that are known and unknown. So our chemistry of Natu Shen, N-A-T-U-R-A, is to sell in the boat, the pure and infinite circulation that ties together the chapter of mysteries that are known and unknown. So a sequence of sensations passing through a sleeping person's mind. Sleeping person don't necessarily mean sleep like in a in the prone or, you know, land, vertical, so to speak, or long. Yeah, you know, but laying on, on the bed, it doesn't necessarily mean that. Because I mean, just, as, just as in the ancient uh, terminology of someone who was dead didn't necessarily mean someone who was six feet in the grave or, or you know what I'm saying, passed on to another existence or just passed over altogether. Death could mean someone who is dead in the body but still walking around because the body is considered a somewhat of a grave and dealing with, the, you know, certain aspects or levels of gravity inside, the, you know, the grave of physical shell and how it's bent down into this physical existence and brings forth light. Light is particles. Particles tend to make life, and that life is the, the abundance. And that's what we walk around as, you know what I'm saying? But I'll notice the sequence of sensations, sensations of, you know, the senses and whatnot passing through the sleeping person's mind or a person that's walking, awaking, making a sworn statement regarding a charge. So walking, waking, walking, you know, walking or whatnot, just uh, woke up or whatever, you know, Let's, uh, I'm just, so that basically sequence of sensations passing through a waking sleep person's mind while making a sworn statement regarding the charge. As far as answer is concerned, and answer coming from, in the etymological sense, as well as dream, And we'll we'll see, but you know, as far as like the dream answer concept is uh, not really dealing with our mentality. On, on that's the pretenses of our mentality is based on the external reality, the external world, so worldview. So not on that pretense of like uh, negating that a little something, and then coming back with our own terminology and metaphysical language. We call it metaphysical language is the retransformation. It's already been transformed, so we retransform it. You know what I'm saying? Retransformation of words in order to open up those avenues, those you know, alternate dimensions, those different portals of thought. So basically, taking away from the physical sense of what thought is, just shutting it down, cutting it off all Not having a thought, no thought, not thought. You know. All right, so um, it's out of thinking and destiny by her personal page, 2CC. It's a definition of dreams. Dreams are the objective and the subjective. The objective dream is the waking state, the state of being awake. Nevertheless, it is the waking dream. The subjective dream is the sleeping dream. The difference is that in the waking dream, all objects or sounds that are seen or heard and which seem so real 
are the exteriorizations of one's own or other's thoughts in the background of the objective world, the world of uh, objects, subjective world. And that the things that we see or hear on the sleeping in the sleeping dream are the reflections on the background of the subjective world, of the projections of the objective world. So basically that means what we see in our dreams are only reflections. We're in a subconscious state or the subjective world in our dreams. And the sleeping dream are the reflections on the background of the subjective world, but what we view was projections of the subjective world are pertaining to the senses as they relate to the physical reality. So what we see in our dreams is only due to what we see in our here as we refocus certain thoughts that are not really necessarily true. They're just uh, ideas that have been circulated in the spectrum of reality and gathered so much energy and motion that it becomes that physical object of thought through so the projections. Okay, so while we are, I'm going to read that once again. The difference is that in the waking dream, all objects of sounds that are seen or heard and which seem so real are the exteriorizations of one's own or other's thoughts of the background of the object world. And that things that we see or hear in the sleeping dream are the reflections on the background of the subjective world of the projections of the objective world. While we are dreaming in, in sleep, the reflections are just as real to us as are the projections in the waking world now. But of course, when we are awake, we cannot remember how real the sleeping dream jam was because from the waking world, the dream world seems shadowy and unreal. However, all that we see or hear or do in dream while asleep are uh oh, let me get the book. <laughs> Lost the page right there. Get, get it together, please. That's why I gotta slow down sometimes. I'm moving too fast. I don't know what the book. Thank you, my destiny. Not 
if not then, but should be classified at least in two kinds of varieties. The apogeal states are related to Earth's life, somewhat as in the sleep and dream to the wake state. So when we go to sleep into the subconscious or mental or uh, the twats, or those, we go into that deep uh, like state of samadhi, if you reach the, like theta, you know what I'm saying? It's almost like no heartbeat. What's going on? It's almost as if you were, we would be in a heart heart rate of over like zero point one or something like that. So the objectifications of the phys, of the dream state are only due to what we see in the physical reality. So I mean, you know, have a dream about riding a bike, and all of a sudden, you know person riding the bike. That those dreams are, are backdrops of what's going on out here, you know, but the symbolism behind riding the bike, you know, in the middle of the street or whatever the energy is, the colors and you know, numbers we one may see that that was uh, something that was I'm gonna speak on in a few it was in my in the dream doesn't night. But okay, this is from um it's out of the White Wolf's book, um, it's in the Book of Shadows, Civil Wolf. Yeah, Civil Wolf. Uh, Civil Raven Wolf. Solitary Witch. Hold on. All right. Um, this is Dreams and Visions. Dreams and visions, dreams used as visions and prophecy were common in the ancient world. Indeed, no matter where you might journey, um, you were likely to fall over a prophet or two, religious and otherwise, in the Middle Ages. Right. If you really think about a human experience, several types of dream states, night dreams, day dreams, visualization, path working, and some meditation sequences. I can't mm-hmm. mind. My phone is jumping right now. I dropped it in the ocean. Ocean wanted my phone. I don't know what that was about. Like you could have. It. I, I was walking away. And the tide came up. I had, I had dropped. So I don't know. Now I was doing something, bending over into the water. I don't know. Like doing something. I can't remember. But it's like for some reason I wasn't thinking about my phone. And my pocket fell out in the middle of the. Tie, oh, yeah, that's what it was. The tide was coming in, and we weren't paying attention. We got on tennis shoes and stuff. So as soon as it hit, I'm like, shit, you know, I'm doing the Heisman and stuff, trying to keep my balance in, as well as not get, you know, too wet in, in the shoes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but uh, so uh, eventually my phone fell out the pocket. I'm I'm down there, you know, hype one, hut two, trying to find my phone and whatnot, and start floating towards the ocean. I'm like, hell yeah, okay, I'm running after it for maybe two milliseconds, and then never mind. You can have it. But, you know, luckily, my brother, Saif, he was like, hold up, there it goes right there. Oh, see, yeah, okay. <laughs> Got it, but, it, yeah, oh, no, let me get back to this. It was Okay. A conscious mind works to perceive and analyze reality. 
The unconscious mind runs our automatic or automatic functions and communicates through our senses, thoughts, and feelings. Its language is that of pure symbolism. A high self is our connection to spirit that can provide a moment of inspiration, fuel our creativity, and help us experience that feeling of oneness with the universe. When we work to balance the conscious mind, unconscious mind, and the higher mind, we can achieve miracles. Many times the achievement is a direct product of our dreams, meditations, pathworking, and experiences. When we work to balance the conscious mind, unconscious mind, and the higher mind, we can achieve miracles. Many times the achievement is a direct product of our dreams, meditations, pathworking, and pathworking experiences. So connecting those three aspects with the higher self, through an unconscious mind, conscious mind, and a higher mind. So the conscious mind, you know, senses how they operate. The unconscious mind is where we go into our dream states and uh, daydreams, night dreams, visualizations, pathworking, and some meditation sequences. And then there's the higher mind. The higher self is our connection. So the higher self is our connection to spirit. The unconscious mind runs our automatic functions that communicates to our senses, thoughts, and feelings. So later scientists discovered that daily rest cycles and sleep cycles were the same, and they also discovered that rapid eye movement cycles appear on a subtle level during the day while we are still awoke. Now what does all this mean to us? Basically that all levels of the mind, body, and spirit function as one, even though we don't have the slightest idea that all this activity is going on in our bodies. When something is out of whack, with any of these cycles we get sick or depressed, by using tools like meditation, self-hypnosis, daydreams, and nightdreams, we can guide our lives to ultimate success. When we lie down to go to sleep, our bodies begin to relax. This is another paragraph. When we lie down to go to sleep, our bodies begin to relax. The same occurs when we begin a meditation sequence. Our brain waves slow from beta, the waking state, to alpha, light trance state with several levels. As we relax, we have those familiar flashes when our minds wonder. These snatches are called dreamlets or streams of conscious energy. And so by using meditation, um, daydreams, self-hypnosis, and night dreams, I'd like taking a log or putting it in a, a diary or something, a dream diary, a dream, a dream booklet, and we can guide our lives to ultimate success and um, whatnot. <laughs> Read that again. I met another... Volume 1 by Ryan Neffler, I'm in. Couple pages, 383-165-166. Uh, what is normally called sleeping is the unfo- unfocused, introverted state. The introversion of consciousness is the cause of the attachment to the environment of focusing. It's the cause of the undirect stream of energy, imagery we call dreaming, and the unconsciousness experienced during the non-REM period of sleep. We can introvert our focus of attention so that we detach our consciousness from the environment and the body, yet remain awake. The will is focused but mentally passive. The will is relaxed. In this state, the life force is free to throw up all associated thoughts and spiritual agencies, deities, ancestors, etc. 
we are able to enlighten the meditator, the mediator. No, that's the meditator, my God, yeah. The spiritual agency deities. In this state, the life force is free to throw up all associated thoughts and spiritual agency deities, ancestors, etc. are able to enlighten the meditator. We are here dreaming yet awake. And unlike sleep dreaming, in the height of medium mystic trance, we are able to clearly remember everything that transpired during trance. That's the waking trance state. Page 165, right here. The waking trance is a state of inner hyperwakefulness and it exhibits two modalities. The first, these are similar to the normal waking state, but the difference is that its degree of wakefulness is greater. It is confined to the mental sphere of the mediator, the meditator. <laughs> the meditator's physical body is partially or fully asleep, and the focus of consciousness is fully concentrated on its objective. In the second of these modalities, the focus of consciousness is withdrawn from the, the objects of consciousness and returned to the source of consciousness, the indwelling intelligence. Here the self, which is immaterial, beholds itself, consciousness, grasps consciousness. The yoga tradition calls it as some prajnata samadhi. At an at um, at one atonement or at one minute of the locus of consciousness, samadhi. Without object, without objects in the sphere of awareness, in this yoga sutras, in his yoga sutras, Patanjali uh, defines yoga as follows: union, obtained from the inhibition of the mental energy matter, the, in, the uh, mental energy matter, sita, the sita. Then the seer is clothing his essential nature. The inhibition of the mental energy, sita or sita is attained by the deactivation of the will, ignoring of the thoughts, letting them come and go without expressing interest in them or directing them. When this happens during the hyperwakeful state of waking trance, there comes a point where the spirit of awareness becomes free of thoughts, allowing the consciousness to sense that which is conscious. When this happens during the normal waking or dream state, it leads to the non-rapid eye movement state. This is why we do not achieve consciousness of self when we space out or enter into non-rapid eye movement or sleep. Like when we space out, black out, we're not in a, we're not in a conscious state of mind. Um, conscious meaning, state of mind means self, higher self, or as the mind is all, so the inner connection with the source, essence of the source reality, the ultimate reality. It must be clear to the reader that our dreaming and non-REM state or rapid eye movement state experience are not confined to sleeping. In fact, the thought drift activity that we experience during the waking state is in reality a different degree of the dream activity of sleep. The key, therefore, to attaining to the point of inspiration, feeling or ourself as the indwelling intelligence, as that which is conscious, depends on the full awakening of ourselves and the inhibition of the real function of grasping and directing thoughts. This is the theme, incidentally, of the oldest religious text in the world, the prayer coming forth by day awakens. All right, so even during the day, we are in a wakeful trance. That's why they have these machines everywhere, because that home 
or that sound brings brings in effect it it give uh, the brainwave frequency different harmonics that will alter the natural electromagnetic coherence that would keep one in the correct cycle throughout. Since these home 60 hertz, you know, equals one per second, so it's throughout the entirety of the span of what we call uh, time, 24 hours, you know, 60 minutes per hour, 60 seconds per um, per minute. So it's, it's trapped within that well, as far as the tick is concerned and the hertz. planet resonates at 7.8. That's an electromagnetic vibration of frequency of light, not of sound. How they operate together, though, you know what I'm saying? That's similar to the left and right plane. So the last part of this um, is going into what we're going to go ahead and roundabout way. Okay, dreams answer. I had a dream, and the dream was kind of simple. It was just a regular dream, but it's like my pops. I, I, I recall, um, I recall in the dream. First of all. Like going to sleep, right when you go to sleep, always, or before you go to bed, it's still upon your your spirit where you want to guide your your um, mental projections from the system, where you want to go with those thoughts. You know what I'm saying? So always impress it upon your spirit before uh, you, you you go to sleep. Wise man must told me that. You know what I'm saying? And, and it works. <laughs> <laughs> always listen to the grand the master. You know, saying so the master they they teach well because they know well and they learn well. And so, so when I implemented that, that uh, that does pretty much send you right there because that's the thought I projected from my father, my dad. So when uh went down into the to the realm, you know, to the underneath, he uh, I remember it was two part dream. So the first part I remember. He got some yellow papers, all these yellow notebooks, I guess, because I got yellow notebooks everywhere, you know, so. And he wrote down 45 hertz. I'm like, 45, you know, 83 hertz, you know what I'm saying, like the, the energy, the, you know what I'm saying, the frequency. So, I, you know, I wake up, I, you know, I remember the dream, I recall it. And then I was like, it was another part of the dream, you know what I'm saying? The other part was, um, now, this may sound uh, somewhat, I guess, sadistic or uh, what's that word? I can't think of because I ain't never done it. Uh, incest, yeah, incest. It might sound somewhat <laughs> in the dream. Okay, I, I'm at a, I guess, a trailer park or something, and I go into one of the trailers, one of the units right there, and my cousin in there, my cousin's in there, actually, but I sit down. And this is my first cousin, you know, good things I love her, but it ain't nothing like that. But it must have been generating my subconscious or something. And But anyway, it was sexual type of uh, and some windows being uh, presented within a dream for my cousin. So I'm like, what the heck? You know, I'm like, yeah, man, what's going on here? But you had to recall in the dream state. 
sometimes we uh we may conjure up familiars that look like family members, might not necessarily be family members though. They're familiars. You know, they they're familiar to us, but that ain't familiar. But so that those are, you know, disincarnated spirits or energies that can pick up on that objective reality and that we're perceiving and then be re-personified in the subjective realm as whoever or whatever, but it's really just the energy um, or the, the all permeating, you know what I'm saying? So the dream, 45 hertz, and then it was those, my two cousins, and that um, pretty much trying to intimidate me, beat me up. I was like, hold up, let me wake up. <laughs> it's time to get up. Time to get up. You know what I'm saying? So that we're going in the trailer, that's uh basically that's head rule, so that's house of light. So that's creation, you know, and those two energies, the two females, it's like that's I said, the Nekabot or uh the Nekabot. You know what I'm saying? It's the two this Eden and Pangala going towards uh the spine, you know what I'm saying? I'm the backbone on the the, the jig, whatnot, inside of the dream. So I'm the energy, whatever, and they're they're the two um, units of uh, correspondences, you know, going up and down to the eye, you know what I'm saying? But actually, at 45, 45, I looked it up. I was like the seventh tier of Schumann resonance, okay? So that's like the highest peak. It's the peak, you know, the zenith um, of the Schumann resonance, the pinnacle. Okay, you got 7.8 in the Schumann resonance, and then you get, it goes up to 45.1. So that's seven times, seven tiers, and 45 hertz. It's the highest of the resonances, and the frequency is the result of the sun rays that are resonating off the Earth's ionosphere. It means just similar to a bell, like, you know what I'm saying? Dang, I, Got it, but I didn't. I do have it downloaded. I didn't download it too. Uh, I it ain't on um, what you call it. But I didn't think about that. But 45 hertz is the highest observed frequency in this in that phenomena of uh, the sun rays as they come in and and uh, turn into electricity, pretty much in the ionosphere, turn into into light electrons. And positrons and atoms, molecules, and all that good stuff. When the sun rays resonate with the Earth's atmosphere, it rings. That's like a bell. That's 45 hertz. It does. But this is a stimulating frequency. It allows a rare experience of cosmic quantities and opens the consciousness to the magnitude of interactions between the Earth and sun every day. So, because of its relation to such a massive phenomenon, Phenomenon, this frequency is often utilized to help listeners achieve a sense of cosmic perspective. It should be used in a comfortable, safe environment. So, this 45 hertz uh, purportedly it stimulates an, a, a cosmic experience that is none like any other, and it helps one find a, a more of a correspondence with that cosmic and solaric. Uh, Residence, so that's pretty decent. But I was like, it, it much. It gives more to it than just that. Forty-five hertz. I'm like, it, what did, 
And then the then going to the trailer. So okay, I was like forty five, four five, four is uh on the on the the tree of life dealing with the Kabbalah four is to side. That's mercy and love. And then five is Kabbalah. That's strength and judgment. So this out right here. Okay, yeah, and if by like if I should be done with the correspondence on this right here, the vernacular elevated correspondence and stuff by eight thirty nine o'clock. And I'm I, like I said, I'm gonna take in calls if anybody would like to um, get a dream acid from a metaphysical hawkeye. All right. All right. So, because of this relationship to such a massive amount of this frequency, is often utilized. But I, I went to uh, I will read down the word, but I went to uh, to the tree of life with the Kabbalah and thought about it in a more broader sense because it was just not. I mean, that was good, but okay. So the two pillars of the tree of life is four and five. The two pillars represent also what Kabbalah represents. Um, Fear, as well as judgment, um, dealing with Dean and Joaquin. Hold up, not Joaquin, but uh, we're gonna get into that too. Hold up, but uh, with the Pakad, Pakad, and and uh, Dean. Dean means justice, and Pakid, Pakid meaning um, Kabbal, the fifth spear, or the fifth self um, mm-hmm. And then to side with mercy and love, that's uh, the fourth. And well, as far as the comedic tree of life, that would be my eye. The fourth, to side would be my eye. The Bible would be Haru Kuchi. Um, and that would be protection. Um, the Bible would be protection or Haru Kuchi. And the, and the balancing point was the point from in the half or the midway point and um, my eye is course order balance truth justice also representing that point of um, going from one to another it's an instant um, the bottom sense that your side is also where one of the this, I think it's called the abyss where between the the top three, the supernovas, uh, or the supernovas, it's like they, they're the omega, and, you know, the alpha, the omega, and the, the child, or whatever. It's the trinity, the first three. And they have, like, the, the interconnection with all things while being not associated, not having an attachment to it. But that, that space in between where one would jump from over that and it is called the abyss, but that would be representative of uh side. Mercy. Or the fourth seat. This is my eye. You know what I'm saying? Mercy. You know, love. But that's the abyss. And then in my own um, reflection of thoughts, I think I feel that that is the synaptic cleft where they got the picture again in the sixteenth chapel of uh what Michelangelo, I guess, do it, but uh, they got pointing finger with the spark in between. 
that's the synaptic cleft, that's the brain wave going from one neuron to another neuron, that synaptic cleft is like one of those uh, crucial areas where you could you feel the sense, that spark of energy as it goes in and it connects or reconnects and connects, you know, with that environment. It's uh, very invigorating, I guess that's where But um, All right, so that's, that, that's on uh, two pillars, four and five. Four and five equals nine, so nine is giving birth, it's conceiving, and then it's also giving and receiving. So those are the three energies, you know, of creation, the creative energy, and the creator. So we're looking at Hey man, I ain't to, look. I see. I got little friends, little critters when they run around. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. Um, so, also looking at it from the waking state going into the uh, the leaving state over in South Carolina, where we're not just like we're on the eastern board over here, which is uh, Joaquin. So that happened. That's what was it? Third, all the way up to the, the fifth. At any rate, so Joaquin is uh, the word. The name is Spanish. In Spanish, is is um, Joaquin. In um, Hebrew, words the word is derived from is. Wakim or Dakim. Wakim is another name for um Chasad. Chasad is the fourth fourth spirit and represent is represents mercy and love. Right? So Dakim being a masculine energy within the Kabbalist tree of life, it gives way to the feminine energy of the Baba. But Jakim means raised um, by God or raised or lifted by Yahweh. And, you know, Yahweh is uh, yin and yang or mother, father, energy. All right, so Yakin also is the name, the traditional name for the father of Mary. As we know, Mary is Ma or Mala, meaning the great sea. The great sea, of course, is in relation to um, dark energy and dark matter. So, Joaquin, or Joaquin, what they was, you know, the Spanish derivation of Joaquin, the fourth spirit of the tree of life in relation to mercy and love. Right? Okay, so, and it means to be lifted by Yahweh. Was lifted by, you know, the 
two corresponding energies, the opposing, yet, you know, complementing energies. We are lifted, you know, lifted by those energies. When those energies are lifted up, we are lifted. The spirit is risen, you know, spirit rising. So lifted by Yahweh, Karas. You know what I'm saying? It's a traditional name for the father of Mary. You know what I'm saying? But Mary is the mother of Karas. Karas means spirit rises, right? So in the uh, Jewish mystical Kabbalah, Yakim and Boaz are the left and right pillars. Uh, you know, tree of life, mercy, and severity, or strength. Jacqueline represents the male polarity of the universe, being light, motion, activity, and electric. Boaz represents female polarity of the universe, and that's darkness, passivity, you know, receptivity, and silence, Eastern types of um, modalities, spiritualism, and whatnot. Uh, like in young symbolism. So that's the same, in the same regards, the same thing. So basically, Jacqueline and Boaz are in young, the mother, father, or light and dark, two energies. So this, this is a spiritual Daniel out of the Bible, right? Daniel 2730. Daniel answered in the presence of the king and said, The secret which the king has demanded the wise men, the astrologers, the magicians, and the soothsayers cannot declare the king. But there is a God in heaven who reveals secrets. And he has made known to King Nebuchadnezzar, that's Nebu, Ka, Netir, what will be in the latter days, your dream and the visions of your head. Upon your bed with these. Okay. While we were while we were fishing, <laughs> just you know, you meditate and stuff and you just like but it was it was before that too as well, but uh so I went I had to go further inside this forty five hertz thing. It didn't make sense by itself, but okay, the the, the Pope visits um well, you know, he visits with on the 22nd. He came through. He was, uh, yeah, 2015, you know, uh, September 22nd, Tuesday. That was, that was actually, it was since the last Tips and Tricks was Tuesday of the 22nd. Yep. And all these happenings, you know, been, but so from that time to now, all right, so from the Pope arriving on that Tuesday to the blood um, moon on the 28th, then you want to speak on the murder or the assassinations of the Oregon community um, college over there. But first of all, the Tuesday, September 22nd, that's uh, the cuffs of going into the autumnal equinox as well as the cuffs going into Libra from Virgo. He arrived on the cuffs on the, the, the gateway, the doorway of uh, one zodiac to the next, going from Virgo to Libra. Virgo is an um, earth sign, and her 
the symbol is amazing, but if you ever seen it, it's an M. Of course, you've seen it, you know, M on it. And the um, scales are the symbol for Libra as well as um, the scale looking like it has a, it's like a sun on the horizon. All right, so Virgo symbols also made up there, made with long hair and stuff. That's that, that memory right there. But that's on the 22nd. So the 22nd, it goes into the 23rd, and that was the actual equinox that Wednesday. It was autumn equinox, and that, to me, from my own perspective, I'm looking at, like, uh, the hidden meaning or whatever, is him, the, the uh, Pope, the papal state, you know, everything, uh, coming in on the 22nd, which, you know, is what he did. That presence was, so to speak, inside of that, um, that spectrum of thought of the of the so-called, uh, well, I call them parasitic illusions, you know, the, that was the balancing factor, chaotic, systematic, intentionally manipulated reality that we deal with. He is supposed to be that, like that balancing factor. So we call equinox means equal day and night. So there's a balancing of two energies. And the 23rd of September is the date that we had autumnal equinox. So equinox meaning equal day and night, as well as the date of the, of the commencement of the sign of Libra, balance. You know, so the scales being, you know, in use and it's also an air sign. So what happens next is this is all dealing with some math. So, it's, I mean, you know, it's cool. I don't know. It's just dealing with the ancestors and, you know, that arc star floating around in the bars. You pick up on certain things, I guess. Um, so... What happens next is he leaves. I'm just dealing with the dates he came and left. He leaves on the 27th. The 27th, oh, but look, also, this is the ninth month going into the 10th month. Right. But really, it's the, you know, the, the uh, seventh month going into the eighth, but that's all good, too. And, and also, Virgo is the sixth sign. So it being the sixth sign of the zodiac, it's September, I mean, uh, this might be in the fifth, well, yeah, somewhere, well, you know, I mean, uh, seventh, but that's the midway point. That's the halfway point right there. Uh, um, but that's the equinox as well, you know what I'm saying, on that 23rd. But he left on the 27th, and the 27th corresponds to an uh, ancient Egyptian festival called the Wag, Mulid, over in uh, Kemet back in the day, and they still, they still have it to this day. So what's going on is in, in that um, the Wag, Mulid, or the, um, this festival is a commemorate it commemorates the um the Nile risen to its greatest point and the Nile symbolizes Osir 
as um, I said, this crying or whatever. She's having tears for her um, departed or, or slain counterpart, her energy. So as she cries, she brings him back to life through that uh, that feeling of remorse or whatnot, some way you want to speak on it. But that, that energy of that emotion that causes one to weep causes change, and that change is life. So she um, tearing, and that's the greatest point, though. She reached the point to where Osiris risen, basically. But the 27 coincides with that uh, last day of that of that uh, event, festival. Uh, we, we, and we've got to remember that, that the rituals that are taking place are our ancient mysteries, and, or came from our ancient mystery systems, and they um, the dates and everything correspond to different natural events that take place within the spectrum of our ultimate reality. You know what I'm saying? So past is the presence of our future. This is being used against us, and this is uh, based on uh, science is dealing with like the Kabbalah and whatnot. The Kabbalah, or what we we look at as the Kabbalah, is in essence uh, the, the journey of the man, the journey of the soul. Basically, if you look at the tree properly, it's not it's not meant to be uh, thought of as a tree. That something, I mean, the, as the Zigzag goes from the from the top to the bottom. Each triad, you'll see a pathway, like you know, what I'm saying, but that goes to the thirty-three vertebrae and, and brings about that energy. You know, that's what you know. Getting into that, but um, there's twenty-two paths and so-called ten, but in actuality, eleven. Sephiroth's adding dots in the center, so those ten. Around uh, kept to, well, you know, it's ten around, and then docked in the center, so that's eleven, eleven, twenty-two is thirty-three. At any rate, so to get back to this, so um, you know, we got to remember that you know, verses are based on our ancient, our ancient mysteries, and uh, so the next day was the twenty-eighth. You know, he left on the twenty-seventh. Because that's the last day of a festival that in ancient Kim was observed called the Wag Mulig, to commemorate, commemorate um, that the vow had got to its highest point, had risen to its greatest height, Kavas, you know what I'm saying? Yin and Yang energy, the light and dark aspects, the equaling or the equal nights, day and nights going into the blood moon. Okay, that's the 27th and the blood moon's the 28th. That's 9 and 10 again. That's equal in 1 or whatnot. So that's completion. So the next day was the 28th, the blood moon, and that is a very significant date because you got the equal day and night concept coming back, whereas the blood moon is a lunar eclipse and it is uh, when the sun sits directly behind the moon and vomit and gives the silhouette a red light. And these blood moons is where it's actually closer to the sun. It's actually the golden cycle. So we are closer to the sun right now than we have been in the past few hundred years or whatever. That's something. So if we reflect back a year, that's 365 days, 
and then 50 days. On top of that, we will fall on a trip up on August 9th, 2014. That day is the exaltation of the young brother, Michael Brown, when he was murdered by police officers over there. That's August 9th, 2014. So 365 days, getting taxed on another 50 would make it equal uh, 415 days. That's when he was murdered by police officers last year. The reason I put that extra 50 on there is because, remember, 50 days is uh, one of the numbers or the amount of time a lot of these rituals are perpetrated in, dealing with the Pentecost. And um, also the Jubilee, which is a 49-year, 50 basically year observation within the canonic uh, Christian type of, of reality. But that 50 or 49 years is in relation to series B and series A flip-flopping, those 49.9 years. So that it, the 50 days coincides with that as well, basically. But So attack on 50 days to August 9th, and guess what? It comes out to September 28th. All right, so 50 days from the day that Michael Brown, Michael Brown meaning he who dares to be like God, shining. So who, he who dares to be enlightened, he who dares to be, um, to cultivate self, to have knowledge of self, you know what I'm saying? So Michael Brown, you add on 50 days to that, you get uh, September 28th, the blood moon. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so 365 plus 50 equals 415. These, you also recall these rituals are organized and planned years in advance. So 365 being a whole year of planning September 28th from August 9th, that's 50 days. So another ritual. You know what I'm saying? That's a blood moon ritual. And, you know what I'm saying? So, also recall we're dealing with the sidereal calendar, which the new year is, it falls on September 11th. Right. So, and also that in this general space and time series doesn't have uh, the same cyclical flow as we do. So, that on the sidereal calendar or septic calendar is based on a 1,461-year cycle, whereas we are doing the 365-day cycle. So the year 2014 within the sidereal calendar, or actually 2015 now, would actually be um, 415. Right? So 365 from August 9th to August 9th, plus 50 is 415. Okay, so 4 and 15, 4 plus 1 plus 5, that's 10. So 4 plus 1, well, 4 plus 1 is 5, 5 plus 5 is 10. 4 15. 415, what's 46? 
and 46. Um, Flip to 64. 64 is the uh, 64 different aspects of uh, our being. As far as the permutations of the I King is concerned, when we break down um, the Bhagawa, you know, eight eight times eight is each one having a different um, representation within the schematics of the physical body as well as external energies and how they interflow with that conscious, the insoconscious. That's another topic. Uh, can't get into that right now. <laughs> okay, but um, so now we go go from the 10 or 415 equal to 10. So what's remaining, though, if you look at the map on we in the 415, what's remaining in that cycle of 1461, so 1461 minus 415, we would receive uh, 1046. You know, so 1046, that's, uh, that we would be left with, if we add the 4 plus 6, we would be left with uh, 10, 10, or 10, and 1. Because if you take that 0, we would be left with 1, 0, 1. 1, 0, 1 goes into 10, 1. What happened on 10, 1 is uh, a massacre in Oregon. 10, 1 being... October, October 1st. So October 1st is the 10th month. The first day, this dude goes in. I forget his name. Uh, hold it up. This <laughs> right here. His name is something Mercer. You know what I mean? So Mercy. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, his name is... It was what not. They say he killed himself the time. Ah, what is his whole name? It's not it's not. Oh. I'm part so. Oh, well. <laughs> Where did it come from? <laughs> Chris Harper Mercer. Chris Harper Harper Mercer. Chris Mer. Oh, don't forget. Um, Harper, so Kalis Halu Per Murka. Mm-hmm. So the spirit is risen, the light house, the lighthouse or temple. And um, Mer Ka, the water of the spirit. 
episode, the spirit rises. <laughs> the spirit rises. Um, okay, the light, of the house of light. The spirit rises from the house of light. Hesheru. The spirit rises from the house of light. Um, and uh, the last one is, is um, the water, the spirit of water. The spirit rises from the house of light. The spirit water. So that you can break that down a million times right there too, and you know, figure out what it is, what it is. So Chris Harper, uh, Mercer, and dealing with that that fourth Jakim again. So go back to Jakim and uh, how that is in reference to um, the fourth spirit of the tree of life. And that um, coincides with Josiah, love, mercy, or mercer, mercer. All right, so now we're looking at one-on-one. So if you look at one-on-one in, in school, in like university or colleges, it's the first course of the freshman year, 101. And then you go to 102, uh, science, political science, and 103, political science, and 104 is the, the well, it wouldn't be a four because only three quarters, you know, the fourth quarter is uh, summer school or whatever, or summer, basically, but then, you know, moving up into, like, the next year and be a, um, a junior, a sophomore. A sophomore is be like a, it'd be 201 for political science, whatever, 201. But 101 is, is in reference to the first level of any subject. So 101 is the first level of any subject, right? So what's the subject matter? Subject matter goes back to... Uh, Basically, the Pope, again, being a balance of factor. Now, Pope is fatherly in his papal or whatever, the, you know, father, the Tahir, but in his speeches, one of the speeches he, or one night he spoke on, on climate control, I mean, climate change, and being able to help. Uh, he was saying, he, you know, we need to fix that problem. Don't put leave it in the hands of a future generation or something. Basically, I Something like that, but climate control, I mean, climate due to climate control is uh, affecting a lot of people, but from a broader sense, melanated people, because melanated people are the ones that this energy of climate control is driving on, believe it or not. You know what I'm saying? Especially the dark pigment energy, you know, it's, it floats up there into the atmosphere where all these particulates are now, and it brings back heat into the to the um to the harp system, wind towers or whatever, and that heat it can generate weather wherever these um towers are located in that parameter as it, it beams and, and generates and saturates that artificial electromagnetic energy as well as the energy that's floating through the ionosphere and the um you know, all the way up to from the ionosphere, the uh, mesosphere, stratosphere coming down into our atmosphere and um, into the biosphere and the litosphere. And we breathe it in as well as bringing it back in to life. But, but okay, so let me get back to the topic right here. Um, 
So that um that one oh one in school is the first year. It's like the education of being re educated through a, a a process of of being called something on this side, but you're knowing what you are on the other side, spiritually, one on one. You know what I'm saying? So but from an intelligent standpoint, from your sovereign, natural, natural self, you know what I'm saying, your your Dragon Ball Z. Alright, but so one oh one, that's what one oh one is in school. Now let's reflect back on this this movie, The Matrix, when um Neo opens the door. It's like the first scene. And recall, we've got to remember the name of the hotel is Heart of the City. Heart of the City is basically city, um, if I'm not mistaken, it's new. So Avenue, Ab is another way of saying, is another, is also uh, symbolic to Hotel. You know what I'm saying? So stabilizing the heart is basically in a piece or Hotel. And that's uh that's learning to be um uh, circumspective and, and controlling the one's emotions, but inner peace is, is happiness, inner happiness. But that's uh that's dealing with uh, taming the emotional aspects of, of over emotional reactive aspects of the heart and allowing the spirit to rise back up, you know what I'm saying? So that um is uh in relation to the heart of the city. So hotel or peace, and that's also going back to Jerusalem, because Jerusalem means city of peace. So city of peace represents Zion. Zion is is the zenith. That's where we get the word zenith from. It's meaning the top. So that's the mind. You know. So when you're looking at the heart of the city, you look at the heart. One thing that was not located in the in the symbolism of the heart was the E. It was A-T, missing, you know, blinking or something. First, I think it went out, then A-R-T. So you can still say it was heart, you know what I'm saying? Yet the E was out. Why is the E out? E is in the comedic sense, I mean, not the comedic sense, but in the um, Kabbalistic sense or the Hebrew alphabet, E is um, hey. And it means um, it's pronounced hey. H E H, but the word means um, sigh, to breathe, um, and the symbol was two arms raised to the sky, and that's ka symbol, right? So to breathe, sigh, look, or to reveal, and the symbol was arms raised, you know. If you lift up your scissor type thing, you know what I'm saying? But that is ka in comedic sense. The spirit with the hands to the side. Well, the man with the hands raised to the side is the letter E. It means to reveal again. So to, to breathe also, to look, to sigh. Because what does the breath do? It reveals the intelligence. You know, it opens up those um those dormant spaces it gives light to the individual that doors on um, reality as we broadcast it. You know, so that's the point of uh, creation, I guess, is to absorb 
creation. Creation can refocus. Uh, that's, that's our gift and our intention. So we all got, got it in there and get it in. You know what I'm saying? So what, let me get back to this note right here. So the heart of the city, that's Jerusalem. That's Zion, you know, that hidden city where, you know, they were trying to, to Zion is trying to liberate or whatever, uh, the matrix and whatnot, you know, you know, so, uh, the outside divide or divided or half is also hit for the, um, eighth letter of the Hebrew alphabet. Hey is the fifth letter, H-E-H, hey, as in watch it, hey, Nagaru. So it means breath, look, reveal, or sigh. But head means outside the bottom half. And that's also in representation of the the 101. Because 101, if you take that, those letters and, and um, put them together, the two ones, and you'll have, um, as you make that line between and Ajad, that means work through worship. So uh, Yad and He out divide or have. So to work the halves, the two halves, to divide it, you know what I'm saying, or to worship, not to worship in that manner, but to bring up, to to um, venerate. So that's one on one. That's the both sides. That's yin and yang. That's um, polarities. That's the light and dark. So. Go to ten one. That's the day that this thing happened, where he supposedly um, what happened is he went in there asked anybody, everybody that they was Christian, stand up, and and then after that he was like, uh, you believe in Jesus Christ or something like that? And they was like, yeah. So he, then he said, okay, well I hope you prepared to see um, Jesus or something like that. And he started letting off. All right, but um, it was uh, seen murdered in 20 mains. He was included in 13, so that's 12 and 1. You know, need I say more? Um, and then you go into um, 20, right? So that's uh, 20 plus 13. That's 33. All right, so 33, not 33 degrees, 33 vertebrae. You know, so that's the Sushamana, and the Sushamana leads up to the pomegranate. That's the circle in the middle of those two lines representing Eden and Pagala. 101 is not really the first level. It's the only level. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, they want to keep us in the fear, you know, freshman type of, of, of monster. You know how the freshman is walking first day of school. Oh, shit. You know, try to break bad, you know, try to be, you know, every freshman, I don't care who it is, even if they've been a freshman for three years in a row, they have a sense of nervousness just because it's freshman day, you know, they don't mind. But that uh, that fear or, or that freshman fear type thing is what's being instilled, you know, to try to keep us new, try to keep us fresh, you know, we don't know nothing. But at the same time, you know, that's what fresh is. But as long as they pump it in the way that they want it to be, not the way we want it to be fresh. You know? So it is, it is what it is. So that 101 from 
from the perspective of uh, the metaphysics on on one on one. Is I'm gonna get uh, I'm gonna get more involved in it in a few minutes, um, but it coincides to uh, like I was saying the Eden from Gala, um, the two um, polarities or the two energies is coursing through um, the body, electromagnetic energy, and going up to the doing of the spine, and when uh, when one um, I guess observes and participates with that energy um, and allows it to, well, you know, obtain, retain, and cultivate the energy and allow it to rise and spirit rises back up. It reconnects uh, one's uh, innate abilities or the event horizon will actually discombobulate and all subjective and objective um, mentalities will um, unify. All right, so, you know, one also in retrospect is in relation to um, Room 101 in George Orwell's uh, 1984 book. Um, Room 101 was the room of uh, fear or whatnot where one would face their greatest fear in this place called the Ministries of Love Building. Uh, to uh, Winston uh, Smith was the uh, was the guy that they had arrested. Well, he was up in the you know in the, with the big brother and all that, but uh, they were going to torture him. This dude O'Brien is like a police officer type dude. They're going to torture him, so he he told him he's going to put him in a torture chamber. One on one, so he put him in there, and his uh, worst fear was rats being ate by rats. So what they did, they put a, a helmet on his head that had an opening on one side, like a trap door, and they opened it, and, and the rats went in there and started eating his face. But he was like, "Nah, yeah, I don't want this to happen." So he said, "Let his, his girl, uh, Linda, or somebody, to get him Julia, Julia, um, let her get the torture instead." So he he actually betrayed his girlfriend and and made her get the torture of the rats eating her face out while he um got a lesser punishment basically. He still was tortured but he got he didn't get killed. So what do rats mean? Rats are uh are filth. You know, they, they carry disease. They've always they can be looked upon like this corruption. You know, um, it's the most beast-like animal as opposed to so-called characteristics of, of uh, humans, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and I, as we can be very um, civilized and left alone, there's no one or nothing was um, causing conflict externally on a normal basis like it's natural or necessary. Is normal, but uh, if that wasn't happening, then we would be some good people. We were, if we were not tampered with mentally, emotionally, um, physically, and spiritually, then it would just be us doing what you know naturally we're supposed to be doing. So, but uh, that uh, allegory is that all people have become rats or, or inhumane in the system of the Big Brother. That's inside the book, 1984. I read, I you know. But uh, it's stated in that book, it says, uh, 
that um, this is a quote out the book, page 239. It says, nothing in the world was as bad as the physical pain. In the face of pain, there are no heroes, no heroes. He thought over and over as he rested on the floor. He said it wasn't nothing like the pain he even got inflicted in, in the ministries of love and uh, this, this uh, room 101. And, you know, ministries of love is definitely a contradiction of what they were out to really instill in the masses. It definitely wasn't love. It was more like, you know, misery, fear, and torture. That's uh, So the only love that they were instilling was the love of Big Brother. So they were brainwashing people with fear, you know, basically. And, uh, and they was, I think they was the head uh, a faction out of, out of that whole group of, it was like four or five different ministries, the Ministry of Peace, Ministry of Love, Ministry of something, you know, but all, all of them was like fraudulent to the names. All right, so going to the prayer in Ruba Mawatu, Ashby. Uh, in reality, you are a spirit who is using the body to have physical experiences. Having forgotten about your true nature, we experience the pleasure and pain of the body, thinking that pleasure or pain is experienced because of something that the body does. In reality, it is our spirit which enlivens the brain and nervous system and allows them to bring sensations, which you, we call experiences. The body acts as a safety valve in reference to pleasure and pain. If there is too much pain, the body automatically swoons and there is a cessation of the experience. However, when the body dies, the mind survives and has reception of the astral mental world in the much in the much same way as you have various experiences tumbling from one dream to another during the night's sleep. In this condition, the soul is there to experience various situations of pleasure or pain according to its past history of good or bad deeds and also according to its level of spiritual realization. This means that if you believe that you are the body and an individual personality, then you will continue to experience existence in that way. You will see yourself as an individual lost in a maze of situations, which the mind can create endlessly. These situations are based on our deep-rooted unconscious desires and the level of ignorance about oneself. There is a big difference in the level of intensity with which the experiences of the astral plane are perceived. In the bodily state, there is no safety valve to control the levels of pain or pleasure, and therefore it is possible to experience unimaginable levels of pain as well as pleasure. These are known as hell or heaven, respectively. In the bodily state, the unconscious mind and the subtle sense and the subtle senses remain with the soul. When a person has not reached the heights of spiritual enlightenment, complete detachment from mind and senses, the unresolved desires in the unconscious emerge to impel the soul to move on in the search for fulfillment of these desires, even though they are unreal and unnecessary. Imagine if you could do whatever you wanted to, but without restriction. So that's when the physical body is in control of the dream state. You know, and no restrictions, and uh, we can continually have these same dreams because the physical senses are operating and controlling in the external reality as well. So we can't just like, you know, like in the dream I had earlier, a couple of weeks ago, I just, I was like, oh, I got to wake up. I mean, I I don't know. I know I've been in dreams years ago where I wanted to wake up and couldn't. Now I'm kicking and, you know, reading up my ex-wife and stuff in the bed, like, wake me up. Something, get me up. wake up and cut from my back. I, didn't, I know I was just crazy. I walk, sleep, and sleep, walk. Yeah, but, um. 
So, so remember, we are spirits. Uh, we're having this physical experience. So, okay, but just speaking on uh, the 101, but and going 33, going up to, is, uh, well, 33 is the vertebrae or the spine, the, you know, 33, the conduit of the energy, one and one, going up to zero at the top. All right, and um, in just a few minutes, I'm going to go into the witch college to see if any callers want to break down a dream in about 30 minutes. Um, but when we look at the um, 101, go back to the date, 10 1, 10 1, it's 30 and 30 and 3. So we got 20 and 13. 13, again, on the Hebrew alphabet, it's M, Mem, uh, meaning um, blood, chaos, and uh, mighty, as well as water. It's the symbol of water. M, 20, 22, 20, yeah, Resh. It's the 20th letter, and it means head, but it means first beginning or top. Okay, so first beginning or top. First blood. It's the first blood. That's us. It's the first order entity. It's melanated people, melanated individuals way to do ourselves. So that's first blood, first chaos. The beginning blood, the beginning mighty, the top mighty. You look at the two letters are um, 13M and 20MR with Merit, Moor. That goes right back to mother and father or the yin and yang, light and dark, the balancing aspect of growth. You're dealing with the optional known equinox, Atim. Atum, you know, so Atama of uh, uh, Hindu type, Vedic, Gigi, um, you know, permeating energy or whatnot. Atum, you know, so the autumn, because dealing with this, you know, the energy is set right here, and, you know, and it's Heru Kane. All right, so Heru, Heru Kane, you know, so. The problem one? Yeah. All right, so Heru came. Heru light came means spirit. The light spirit. I said that's the ionic spirit. Heru came. You know what I'm saying? You know, Created by heat, trapped atmosphere, and cycling at certain speeds and rates. But, um, Teru came, uh huh. But, um, looking at that mirror again, so that first blood, again, just look at Oregon being the state that this happened in, Oregon, that's, uh, Warrior's head, or whatnot, or 
his head again. So that's first top, but or the beginning, but also arm light of the sun towards the sun. But when you think about light, you gotta think of uh, or the sun. Think about plasma, and that's what what is plasma in relation to physical body is blood. So that's uh, first blood again for the um, for God head first, meaning head rest, meaning first or top. So on the light. So that's the first light or the first blood or the top light or Peru. And you know what I'm saying? Waking up Osar, light and dark. I was going into this right here after uh, speaking on some of those different uh, aspects of pain or whatnot inside of uh, the ministry of love as they had to room 101. But uh, this is uh, talking about binaural sounds. So the brain produces a phenomenon resulting in low frequency pulsations and aptitude and sound localization of a perceived sound when two tones of slightly different frequencies are presented separately going to each of the subject's ears using stereo headphones. Uh-huh. Uh, the difference between the two frequencies must be small, less or equal to 30 hertz, for the effect to occur. Otherwise, the two tones will be heard separately and no people perceive. So basically that means that if you got, like, 400 hertz playing in one ear and 410 in the next ear, the binaural beat will be at a frequency of 10 hertz. So there will be no discernment between that piggyback in information. It will be in between those two, those two different tones in the headphones as far as the, the experiment or the test is concerned. Now, in life, we got this heart system, heart meaning uh high-frequency active oral research program. So all talking about um, sound frequencies, vibrations. So they can put that, it's a 700 billion watt, if I'm not mistaken. So that's a lot of energy being utilized that can go from any angle of uh, of our perception. It's getting absorbed into our skin, not just the ears. This is a tone, you know what I'm saying, above that can uh, alter and change the emotional uh, mind or frequencies within the human body. Uh, perceived human hearing is limited to the range of frequencies from 20 hertz to 20,000 hertz. The frequencies of the human brain, however, go at about 40 hertz. Okay, so to, to account for the lack of perception of the binaural beat frequencies, it must go... 40 or lower. So, you know, so they put the frequency at 30 or less so that it won't be detected by physical ear in that sense. So that's called silent sound uh, mind control, but it's also called silent sound spread spectrum. It's been uh, utilized uh, for physical, emotional, and psychological uh, term or torture. Uh, it was used back in uh, the 90s war with 200,000 Iraqi troops 
surrendered their weapons without uh, without even shooting one single shot, and they actually left the battlefield. Two hundred thousand. Y'all remember the movie uh, uh, The Three Kings? And this, you know, with uh, I've talked about it before. What's the dude's name? Mark Wahlberg and Ice Cube and George Clooney. Clooney. George Clooney. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but um. They uh, that was the three kings, and at the beginning of you remember the Iraq soldiers uh, turned turned themselves in, whatever. But that was due to Solid Sound Spirit Special. What happened is it was a technology that um suddenly reduced their mind to be at the level of compliant children, where they would accept and do anything because whatever was going on with this back in effect of sound um, that was there deliberately, the U.S. Uh, had deliberately uh, put uh, some type of uh, sound in the radio boxes and placed them on, on the buildings out there. And so when they heard it, it was so repulsive that they, I mean, they couldn't, we, everyone couldn't hear it, but since they were right there and plus it was tuned to a certain frequency, to where they would be the only ones. It was it was uh, very uh, jarring. They gave up. Same technology is being used in a more subtle fashion uh, to citizens of the world. You know what I'm saying? So uh, it's, it's, it's utilizing the combination of the heart system, the grand towers, the microwave towers, cell phone towers, uh, and it, it is also being utilized through uh, cell phones and the high-definition TVs or these flat screens and the digital converter boxes that was mandated back in 2009. That's basically giving away, like, giving away cell phones now. You want everybody to have one so it would be easier to control them through our brainwaves. So because through the brainwaves, we become victimized to electromagnetic wave disruption. So that means it's the disruption, the natural electromagnetic waves of our 7.8 hertz that is uh, the natural earth brainwave. So it, in essence, it's our natural brainwaves too because we are of the planet Earth. You know what I'm saying? We might not be from the planet Earth, so, so to speak, but naturally speaking, our uh, natural self, our natural self is from or of the planet Earth. So... The Earth's brain waves is 7.8. That's a very meditative, uh, tranquil state, inner peace state. And they have been manipulating this through the Hertz system of uh, 60 Hertz in all the machines and stuff, as well as now through the high-frequency active oil research program or the HARP system. Because the HARP system is manipulating the ionosphere uh, by sending... Focus radiation to heat up sections of the ionosphere. That's what I was talking about earlier. That's how they can stir uh, storm systems and also recreate or cause to change uh, elementals into unnatural weather by refocusing that that sound, that vibration, and radiating it off of the barrier of the moon sent out by the uh, chemtrails, and then that, you know, they dump them 
but you can imagine it's a, a it's like a window of the of, of this reflect reflect material that the eyes really can't see. If you go out there on the night of the day where it's clear, just you will see particulates floating around. I mean, like it's encased, and you see little you know it's everywhere. But it's some that's not natural. You know that that's something they put up there. You know what they call chemical trails. All right, so um, when it bounces back down, it sends off extra low frequency waves apart. Then it, it targets those areas that they want the weather to be um, created at or altered, and also um, they target areas to create mood changes that affect the people that's populated in that area. Because remember, weather is dealing with the emotional state of man. Because all of our modalities within the body are, in essence, a part of the earth or part of the all. The degree Kundalini energy is radiated to a certain degree physical energy. And it's in an unknown matter where it's not uh, excessively controlled, where we have access to it and we can manipulate the energy to do what's proper. If it's just, uh, you know, doing whatever, then it you know, it's going to be shot off all different angles, and that's that we focus on that heat as it comes back down, you know what I'm saying? So a mentality when it is uh, at rage or an emotional state and it's giving off a lot of stress hormones, somewhat heated. Sturton is reflective of light or, or heat, you know, the fight or flight, whereas uh, melatonin, in the parasympathetic nervous system is reflective of uh, cool or cold or darkness, meditative healing, you know what I'm saying, the relaxation, the relaxation. So, uh, you know, when they're generating this, this reality off of uh, the lower senses, then that heat generates a lot more to where when it's bounced out from any angle or any office, especially dealing with a toxic reality where we have uh, DMO tubes that have a lot of metallic substances in it as well as artificial, and it's, it causes uh, that cleavage or that um, blockage within the synapses, uh, the synapses and whatnot. So those neurons are firing properly, and when they fire back at each other, well, when it ricochets and comes back, that pretty much shorts the uh, inflammation and it causes. Uh, that causes that forgetfulness in the in, in long run and longevity. It causes uh, the Alzheimer's and whatnot. But, you know, so they had it, us in this magnetic field, suits, this artificial magnetic field, and then um, they, um, you know, keep beaming us down, Scotty, you know, but we still had this ability. We still have... Um, these gifts. So a yogi controlling his brown waves can deliberately shift his consciousness from one level to another. You know what I'm saying? And a psychic healer generates eight hertz waves through hands-on healing process to actually alleviate patients' heart trouble. And the healer's brain is emitting eight hertz. So, so any person, when they send out certain frequencies, can make another person resonate at that frequency. So a person like does Reiki, they radiate at a frequency of like 8 hertz, and they heal that person by putting them in the same exact frequency. 
because that's the earth frequency is 7.8, so you know, 8 hertz just right there, two away. So the brainwave frequency, or whatever you call it, the brainwave frequency of the earth is 7.8, so it's our. So our healing abilities resides within that non-emotional almost, where we are apparent, but we are still in a, a state of uh, subconscious when both realms are accessible. That's the balance, the way from chance. So brains are extremely vulnerable to extra low frequencies. So if they can beam up or beam down whatever frequency that's outside of the normal uh, resonating 7.83 hertz, then they can cause all types of ridiculous emotional reactions. For instance, 10.8 um, brings about a riotous type of behavior when one would go out and do um, our cheapest things that they might not necessarily would have done at 7.83. Feel good, you know, relaxed state. And at 6.6, it's a state of depression because it's under, that's almost like acidic, where the other one was too alkaline. Now, there's a balance within that pH, potential hydrogen power you, power of the universe. So that balance is in that, in that 7.83. That's a good acronym state right there, dealing with the pH balance of the body as well, or blood. So um, you want to keep that right. That, you know. I um, get out of that Go into this real quick. Um, 101 also deals with, uh, well, this is, our, this, you know, from uh, my own perceptions as dealing with uh, looking at it from a different perspective. You know. So 101 is the symbol on Green Lantern, uh, the Green Lantern symbol, basically, and uh, you look at the, you got to look at Green Lantern. Green um, is Wajet or Emerald Lantern. And you know, I was looking at it like Lantern means um, a light. Haru, so Wajet Haru. If you recall the name of that meditation, is Wajet Naga Haru. That's the Emerald, the Emerald Light. Or the emerald lantern, or the green lantern. I, I was just looking at it like that, and, you know, not at first, but then I was like, hold on, green lantern. So the green light, then, or Wajit, basically that El Qadir had given certain type of information, and I, I picked up on it, I guess, you know what I'm saying, whatever, you know, not, not the physical me, but that I, you know, picked up on it. The Green Lantern's oath is it's the original and uh this that go. You want you, you know what I'm saying, I got a song you want to hear here you go. And I shall shed my light over dark heat, for the dark things cannot stand the light, the light of the Green Lantern. That was uh, the original one. As said by uh, Alan Scott. So we look at that word, Alan Scott. Alan uh, comes from the word Aaron, 
you change that L to an R, you got Aaron, A-R-A-N. Aaron means is a brother of Abraham, but it meant wild goat, basically. But traditionally, it means an ark, and that's the, actually what they call the ark of the covenant was Aaron. So the ark of the covenant in Iran. You know what I'm saying? So Iran is a um, it's an ancient name of Osar as well. So Iran covenant, the covenant is again the heart, but that's that's another topic altogether too. But an ark, um, Again, the last name is Scott. Scott means heaven in Hindi. So the Ark of Heaven, you know, that's basically when one walks through the door, right? So that goes back to when you walk through the door, you have to recall that what's on both sides is uh, Jaquim and Boaz or uh Gabalba um, and Chasad, um, or basically electromagnetic energy. So that's Ark of Heaven. Irene Scott, or Alan Scott. Uh, that, that's, uh, that was the original view on the Green Lantern, Ark of Heaven. That's also dealing with uh, Netishin, that's the cycle of the divine or the microscopic, the microcosmic orbit or how we keep things in flow. Once that orbit starts going in, that meditation is always a perpetual flow. So you can just turn it on, and all, but really always on after that. Once you press the mind, put to it, and it does, we do that for a few seconds. Um, but, you, but you can um, refocus your energy inwardly instead of getting that energy refocused on the external, and now they got that stuff going up there. We can tap back into interdimensional realities or alternate realms, the parallels, and get it from where it's not contaminated, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? Open up that mind. Something like that. In the mid-1940s, it was revised. This is the, the revised version of the old. In brightest day, in blackest night, no evil shall escape my sight. That those who worship evil might beware of my power, Green Lantern's light. Well, I start saying that right there. You know what I'm saying? I shall shed my light over dark evil, for the dark things cannot stand light, the light of the Green Lantern. But the new one, pretty much the same thing, brightest day and black snipe boots. That's the light and darkness again, you know, the two polarities, one and one, one and one, uh, yin and yang, correspondences. Uh, they are two conflicting sources that pretty much uh, agree with each other at the end of the day. They kiss and make up. You know what I'm saying? Breakups to makeups. These are two energies, though, that exist in the physical reality as um, light and darkness, but they complement each other because without darkness, there will be no light, and without light, there will be no darkness. And this is light came forth or hence from darkness because it had gravity had to bend off 
of the darkness to turn into light, dealing with the four forces um, of strong, strong, weak electromagnetic and gravity, gravity being uh, the weakest, I guess you say, out of all of them, or it's the heaviest of mass. So that's why we see it. That's why it's physical, but it's also light. But that light, the concern when it's properly generated and everything, it comes back with the balance of darkness and light. So we go back to equinox, equal day and light, day and night. In brightest day and blackest night, no evil shall escape my sight. That those who worship evil smite, beware my power, green lantern's light. All right, so we, now we, you know, I'm just going, I'm almost finished, but I'll be going over different things. So I, I do want to um, get to a couple of things if anybody has any out there. I got a call, and if you got a dream, I think you can press, uh, press one or something like that. But give me a few more minutes. I'm almost, I almost got it in. I think, uh, you know, it's, it's just, you know, I was, I'd be going through some some changes sometimes, and I'm like dealing with it. Uh, okay, you can't just look at things like that. We do have an overreactive emotional mind sometimes, you know. So uh, sometimes, we, you know, as far as information is concerned, we look at it at it from uh, the point of view of where everyone else is looking at it, and it tends to stray us or distract us. You know, first time I heard something about what happened on the tenth, I was at my order. Uh, Beginning of the month, that my mom's housemate was watching the news. I was like, uh, "Y'all should be resting." And they, you know, my mom's like, "Well, you see what happened on the news?" So I looked up, you know, and I saw it was that you know the thing about shooting or whatever. And I just heard the numbers. You know, I ain't reacting, and I, and I was like, "Okay." And I went in the kitchen and got some grapes or something. Yeah, no, okay. You know, got took and I did some things, but. Um, I, I peeled out, but then I started thinking about it, and, you know, I, I didn't really take notes on it until uh, last week. You know, over the vacation, I took Sam with me to the beach, yeah. I took the, you know, work, work stuff. It was all good because it was nice, you know, the notes on things. But, all right, so inside of the Green Lantern uh, episodes and the comics, is a character called... Um, Tamare, of all names. Tamare, T-O-M-A-R, hyphenated R-A. Tamare, Tamara. You know, the ancient name of Kimmy, the ancient name of Afro, Tamare. He was a Shudarian, Shudarian, from the planet Shudar, sector 2813, 10-4-1-5. 10-4-5. Uh, but anyway, I'm going to get into all that. But he he was a scientist on his own world, and he became a Green Lantern in the Green Lantern Corps. Um, was like a fish dude, or um, what they call it, iso isotelectic, or something like that. So he looked like a fish, you know, who's a fish is uh, uh, Gable, the green one, you know, doggone fish. Head the fish um, head that the, um, the Pope was wearing, you know, he's comfortable with you know, on his head. So this dude right here had a head symbol, but not as uh, exotic. But his name is Tom O'Reilly. He was one of uh, Hal Jordan's good friends. 
I do it being the newer, one of the latter Green Ladders after um, Alex Scott retired and whatnot. But uh, this dude, Tom Ra, was also a member of, uh, after he so-called died or what it was kind of called the Blackest Night event, where all the fallen Green Lanterns had become Black Lanterns, right? So Black Lanterns, I put it, I put it on the slideshow, the symbol Black Lanterns, but the Black Lanterns um, in Blackest Day and Brightest Night through where your fears made into light that those who try to stop was right burn like my power since those might. If I'm not mistaken, that's the, oh, no, yeah, 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 yeah that's the, uh, no, the blackest night one. Yeah. I mean, the um, the black manners motto or the creed is the blackest night falls from the skies. The darkness grows if all light dies. You crave your hearts and your demise by my black hand. The dead shall rise. And you talking about dead, but uh, what's not seen shall rise. Spirit shall rise. Melanin, you know, saying yad, yad again means um, to work, throw, or worship um, inside of the Hebrew alphabet. Hands. It's a symbol of a hand. Uh, so the blackest night falls from the skies. If you look at that symbol on the slideshow of a uh, black, uh, black uh, uh, lantern, you will see that the black is on top of the white. Well, actually, this I'm talking about um, not the not the actual. Uh, to do, let me see. Not the actual um, black not black lanterns. It's the um, with the white, not white lanterns. But it's the the black is coming over top of. It is the life lantern. I mean, life. Uh, well, that's the life symbol. And that will be okay. I'm gonna get the pulse going. All right, but that that will probably be, yeah. I think it's the um, white lantern. But you see how the it, it looks like eyelashes is coming over the white, and eventually all that is that white is going to turn into the black. That's right, John. The life for the life symbol. Willpower is the energy behind the green line. It sits right there. Alright. But that that's that. You know, so the powers that the Green Lantern has though still uh, the powers are uh, that the Green Lantern ring and Tom Ray, okay, again, it's the ancient name, you know, already. So Tom Ray and and uh, going and dealing with uh, what Tom Ray is really implying fire, earth, and uh, water. But, yeah, 
that success is mental thoughts within thoughts. Modern physics would see this concept as a multidimensional movement of energy. Energy is not wasted or, oh, energy is neither wasted, it is only reformulated. It is not used or wasted, it is only reformulated and ever-changing infinity. All right, so, um, Rodney Till, Kapara, 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 is how we pronounce Kapara, Kapara, uh, is creation or creator, Rodney Till, the divine uh, son or divine soul. Um, Kapara, the creator, forms many objects. So, going and, you know, talk about what one of the, um, main abilities was for Green Lantern is to uh, construct different uh, realities with different objects out of uh, his ring and wield them as he pleases. The rings of the Green Lantern course of out of birth also the travel very fast through interstellar distances fast enough that they can officially um, patrol the universe so he could uh, star travel or basically astral travel you know with the ring the final one so knowing different frequencies of vibrations of thought like mantras and, and whatnot, or just having a, a codex of information is also like giving one access to uh, or key to astral maps or dream maps or star maps. Just placing your thought away from what's going on physically in the eyesight of, of two physical eyes opens up that portal, that doorway of uh, multiverse realities or alternate dimensions, parallels, or not, just by having the intention of not having all this physical or the worldview dominate. But the ring uh, also allowed the world to survive virtually any environment, uh, uh, removes the need to eat, sleep, and pass waste, so you can evacuate yourself. Uh, Lanterns also granted full access to all God and uh, knowledge. Um, it uh, also could automatically heal injuries. Oh, no, it couldn't. That's one thing it couldn't do. But it couldn't heal, heal injuries, but it could provide shielding from um, from something coming in and coming. Uh, and it also uh, could translate any language in the universe. It uh, gave the uh, possessor a powerful sense that could identify and analyze any object as well. So the word of knowledge, these are the nine gifts, the nine gifts of the spirit, the interpretation of tongues. Uh, the rings can translate practically any language in the universe. Uh, different kinds of tongues. Uh, the sense to identify and analyze any object that also uh, flows in with uh, the word of knowledge could appear, if you recall, uh, you give them the ability to have access to all knowledge uh, within, within the universe. Oh, right here. Okay. All right. Oh, um, yeah. That's what uh, the 
ring uh, translate as grant for access to guardian knowledge. Um, that's wisdom as well, the gift of prophecy, the gift of faith, the gifts of healing. Protect the this ring would not allow healing. That but I believe uh, it's not my state green land I got a ring from Tom Ross, somebody and it, oh since uh not gave him that about so uh the works of miracles, you know, that's the constructs. But yeah, I was just like, wow, it almost coincides directly with the nine gifts. The gift you know, the gift of knowledge, the gift of wisdom, the gift of prophecy, the gift of faith, the gift of healings, the gift of working miracles, the gift of discerning between spirits, the gift of tongues and the gift of interpretation of tongues. Being able to speak any language and being able to interpret any language. So that's translate practically any language and having knowledge and power since all and analyzing object can be language, but it's also anything. You know, so how can you know something if you don't know the name of it? Remember the law of magical names uh, states that in magic, the name of the thing is an allegorical connection between the subject and the object. So to know the true name of the person, place, or thing is to have complete control over it. So if you can command something to do something by its name, its natural name, then you have command over it. To know a thing's true name is to know its true nature. So if you know the true name of something, you can almost deliberately control the nature of that entity because its true nature will be residing within the name of inside the subconscious realm as well as the conscious realm or the objective realm and the subjective realm. So like Joachim, Joachim breaks down to the mother of Mary, also breaks down is the force. I mean the father of Mary, but it means to be exalted or lifted up or raised by Yahweh. All right, so the mother, father energy or the mystery system of, you know, MR, Mr. MR, that's the 13th and 20th letter. M, 13th letter of the Hebrew alphabet, 20 is Resh, the 20th letter, MR, mystery or mystery. That E that was missing out of the heart of the hotel, you know what I'm saying, is the raised hands. All right, so. Um, those are the, the uh, nine gifts, and, and, and you know, I, I know I, I tend to, I might go off on that tangent rage. I try to, I try to bring everything to the table into into the light of, of this reality, as far as it bending down, and, you know, gravity coming down and saying hey, or whatever. But through through those spectrums, you know, through those uh, light co spectrums, which is information you know, picking up on it and, and deciphering it somewhat is uh, what the metaphysical language is, and I am a metamagician, so that's what I tend to do. So look at it from a broader perspective, not just from where we give it. It's given to us. The metaphysics means basically away from physical reality. But okay, we're looking at the Taurus now. Almost the Taurus, the Earth sign again. Um, Earth is in Virgo. Taurus and bullhead, whatnot, it's A. All right, but stone for 
The star stone for um, Taurus is emerald, emerald green. So going back to uh, saw again, you look at the word Taurus, take the T away, and bring the S right there next to um, the A, you have Osaw. All right, so Emerald again. So bring that green back. You got uh, the green one, Y-Tech, or El Qadir. And that's in relation to a Green Lantern again. So Emerald, going back to Green Lantern, Green Lantern is uh, Y-Tech's Haru, but basically that's a... Uh, goes back into uh, what is uh, could be represented as four and five for um, Washet and Nekabot or, or Ma'at and and uh, Hurukuchi and basically uh, Chasai and and, uh, and Gabara in the Kabbalistic point of view which is Jakim Jakim and Boaz, Yaquim is the energy that just floated through on, on the first to the fifth, so to speak, with that hurricane or hurricane, you know, that uh, that light and uh, the light spear. Spear meaning like a dagger, the dagger of light. That's, that's that electric energy, you know what I'm saying, coming down, going up, whatever. But it's all it's all good. See now you see that energy really is our energy is being refocused. You know what I'm saying? The more population that they can manipulate mentally and cause disruption of the bioelectromagnetic field within the brain as well as the body and the spirit of the planet Earth in one generated area, then the more effective that wedding pattern will be because they're taken from the um the heat index of the individuated dual self electromagnetic natural field, and they refocus that light off of the ionosphere where they have aluminum and barium now as a covering the natural ionosphere. So instead of being able to shoot up out of there, you know, through that, because most people are ignorant to the fact, then it comes back down, you know, as that refocused sphere. And then that we had that heat generated in certain pockets that they gathered with the harp system and the Gwen towers from the cell local cell phone, remember we got it through to the ear. So it's taking that energy out of our mind or whatever, whether it shoots up or gets seeped out one way or another if it's not used properly. And then it goes through the phone to the Gwen towers or the um, ground wave emergency network systems and then it goes into the harp system and the harp system is beamed up to um, the, the um, chemical trails and that's where um, the chemical trails are the particulates that are floating in the ionosphere as well as the, res- the other parts of our mm-hmm. uh, of the spectrum of reality coming back down is what it is alright so that is my take on on some of those uh, things that took place. One more thing, though. One more. It's uh, dealing with numbers and how powerful numbers are, but also how they're how where they come from and how this energy, electromagnetic energy, but basically the left and right brain coincides. How mother. Uh, the mother energy being a visualization 
father energy being logical and uh, dealing with rationalities and being able to see the information as well as hear it. So the creative energy visualizes the imagery of the of the actualization. So look how numbers. Now I don't know if there's any truth in this, but look how numbers are developed. Mother was like, uh, you know, we're going out, you know, jungle or wherever, and there's some food on the tree. We got four people in the family, or five people. So uh, mama, like, you, you know, talking to, you know, dumb dad who only knows uh, what is told to him, go get five apples. It's five of them. So she had to figure out a way to speak to him. If it was just one apple, she put that one finger up. So it was two apples. She put those two fingers up. Now, we see the one as it's written because, you know, this is her saying this is what it is. But we can, now we got to put this in your head, you know, because you lock the man stubborn. He don't get, he don't understand this one finger all the time, so he got to walk around with a little band tied around it. You know, something, oh, yeah, get this. Okay, but so she was like, I'm going to put this on the wall. So I ain't got to tell you, just remind you. We'll put this right here. So she put that one finger up, drew it, so now he can look at it. Oh, that's what that is. So where did the two come from? The two, you hold the two fingers, and, it's, and instead of keeping the thumb, covering the last two fingers, move the thumb, and then trace the index finger, the middle finger, and then the two folded fingers, and you have two. Okay? So you put two on the wall. This two. Trace this with this stick on the wall, you know, whatever. So you remember one, two. Now three, of course, you know, you've got three fingers. Just, you know, three. Four. Now where's four? How are you going to get four out of this? You put up the four fingers, and then you just trace. You put up the hand, like you're holding up four. I mean, the hand straight up, right? And then you just go up the side of the hand on one side and then you go make a line from the thumb down and go back up to the thumb and you got four with the empty space being the top four fingers with nothing connecting them over. You know, they do connect it as well, but it connects. That's what happens. So you can do it from the side too, though. This is where I think it came from. Four, you put your whole hand up with the thumb up, and you, you just make a line down all fingers as it's, as the hand is, like, up against the wall or whatever. And you make a line from the four fingers, then down to the arm, and then back up from the thumb, and it comes out the four. Don't, but don't fill in that space again, that space where the thumb, the index finger is connected. Don't fill that in. Just go down from the four fingers, Trace that down to the forearm, to the elbow, and then go back up to the wrist and trace the thumb up as you got the thumb up like you're, you know, hitchhiking or whatever. And don't feel in that little space you got four. So five, five goes over to the next hand. Five, your thumb up just like four almost, but you trace from the thumb on the left hand all the way in the inside, then down the fingers and to the wrist, and you get a S type of shape, and that's five, right? So then six. Six 
you go back to your right hand and you look at the inside of the thumb and the index finger and you curve around. So basically, it will be the pointy finger and thumb, that six. But you just curve it around and you fill it out right there. Then seven, you just turn that six upside down and you got seven and you put that on the wall. Remember what seven is, don't you? Just, you know, and then you go to eight by putting two sevens up. You put your left hand up, make a seven. You got your right hand up, got a seven, and you interlock them. Now you got eight. You interlock the gun and pointy finger of both hands, and you got eight. Then when you separate them, automatically the index finger and thumb separates on the right hand. And you got nine, but you don't only have nine, you also have one and zero or ten completion, zero and one. So that is my take on where the nimble system is derived from as far as the numeric, um, the number in the sense of where the visualization came from, you know what I'm saying? So one and zero or Z, one, zero, one, going back to one. And you're talking about the whole math on it, but now you take and you put this one and zero together, you have the symbol of the op. If you look at it correctly, you also have the symbol of the shin. The shin means infinite, infinite on life, immortal life. So this one on one or the Taurus symbol. Also, the Libra symbol. Also, um, the Green Lantern symbol. Symbols, symbol, Lord of uh, of life, basically, it, they um, coincide with what's going on internally with the Eden Pangala or the electromagnetic energy as it, it goes with the doing of the spine. Send it back to the tonical. All right, so um, that's one is either that's the shin symbol, you know, saying so that's an ancient symbol of uh, protection as well, but it's an ancient symbol that represents um, infinity. It's a style, the stylized version of it would be the ankh, and that's the one and zero as well, and also another a more stylized. Newer version is the Green Lantern. Okay, so that is all going back into our ancient um, mystery systems, the Metanetzer, and what those different uh, representations are, and they are gifts that are being misused. So, you know, with the metaphysical um, information now being presented to you from from my own perception, my my perceptions are. From a, a on high, I guess you could say I don't. I mean, you know, what I'm saying we are all connected. So I I decided to uh, focus a lot of my attention on um, rewording what I'm thinking. So that in essence, what I'm participating with will be refocused as well. So you know, our lifestyle we choose and the people that we choose to be around can affect some of those avenues 
of our thought. So that's also within the waking state is also within the dream state. So you got to balance that waking and dream state by becoming um, haru, pertem haru, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, walking walking in light, awakened, walking through the, through this life, uh, awake your sleep, you know, tra- in a trance state, but, uh, you know, in a meditative state, yet alert. And that's, uh, you know, some of these processes we've been learning, that's what that's all about. So now I'm gonna go ahead and take your call. If there's anyone that wants to, uh, uh, let me see, um, bring out a dream, dream dreams. You know, I know I did go in. I said nine o'clock is nine thirty-three now. So <laughs> I I understand if uh if no one is uh if no one's gonna bring in a dream uh, tonight. Oh. The dream that, like I said, what I was breaking down that was uh, a couple of days ago, it it came up to all this right here. So basically, that four and five led me to uh, ten, I guess. You know, I'm saying, you know, nine and, and ten equals one. And when you look at, I mean, looking at going from September to October, that's nine and ten. Then we could go back to. Uh, shoot Trayvon Martin, and that was uh, on the date of uh, February 26, 2012, if I'm not mistaken, or 20, 2012, 2013. I don't know. I can't remember myself, but I know it was February 26th. It's 2013, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, that took place then, that 20, 20, uh, you know, February 2nd, 126th. Day eight, it's two plus twenty eight. It was twenty twelve, and yeah, and it went into twenty thirteen with that trial with the completion of July thirteenth, twenty thirteen. So twenty and thirteen, two plus three, two plus four is six, and thirteen is four, so four plus six is ten. Yeah, so that's what that was. Then you got Freddie Gray. That was the 19th of April. And then you got um, uh, South Carolina shooting with nine people June 10th, June. From April 19th to June 7th was 50 days, plus 10 is June 17th. So June 10th and all that stuff. But, you know, August 10th uh, from the summer solstice, the days I left August 10th, that's the day after August 9th of what happened last year. But yeah, it, it seems like it, it goes back to 10 a lot. 1 and 9, of course, because that's dealing with completion and that's dealing with um, what we were just speaking on, with the energies uh, back into a collective avenue of uh, participation with the observer. And we're not just looking, we're actually participating with, you know. And and being able to be active with something means it means you are acquiring the wisdom of the information and the activity. So that's a balance and that's the equinox. The right brain, left brain. So you know, the left brain um basically speech written word logic. 
it just uh, it's anal- analyzes this sermon stuff like this very linear. It uh, like thought, it's like our speech and our writing is also linear too. So as left brain individuals tend to be more wordy and write a lot. I'm left brain a little bit, you know, but I I deal with that. Uh, the, you know, the right brain too. The right brain is more or less like uh, the right hemisphere is involved with the intuition. And it deals with patterns and images, you know, pictures. And right brain people love music, you know, they love uh, their feelings and they're into their emotions. Some of them are introverted, but they they eventually let go of that. Right hemisphere people are very in tune to the subconscious as well as the feminine principle versus the masculine principle of uh, a logical, uh, conscious minded, masculine energy of the left hemisphere. Left hemisphere also associates with the active mode of thinking. The right brain is in the passive perceptive mode, you know, thought where we absorb information in our in our left in our right brain. And we are, are thinking or some most of the time overly thinking in our left brain. But you know what I'm saying? The left brain deals with basically the objective reality, the unknown reality. And how we how we participate with it through uh, memories, and uh, how we base those memories on certain sensual gratification through our experience. That's all external, the objective reality, the outer external reality of the experience, uh, in the collective agreement of this reality to the individual to do a self participation within the observation. Um, with brain mentality as the operator. The right brain is female oriented and is uh, dealing with the subjective realm, you know, the undifferentiated versus the differentiated. The undifferentiated energy matter being the inner reality, the eternal experience, the eternal experience is one's own personal view, I guess to say, on their reality as perceived by the observer participant. You know, the individual way to do ourselves, uh, reality or the environment, the surrounding environment, is seen at a higher sense of perception. And it then is able to begin to create and download information that's cycling within their um, internal dialogue as well as the external dialogue. When those two entities are balanced, it... Um, it creates a beautiful reality within and without, as above, so below. Um, well, you know, might just have a um, can cut it, cut it, cut it a little short, right? Because uh, I'm uh, I'm pretty much pretty much done with 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 speak on, you know, the vernacular elevated correspondence. I just was like, man, I'm gonna go ahead and do this, you know, and. Um, it came to me like that. I might as well, um, you know, dispose of this. I don't want to just sit around and be thinking about it. But it is beautiful, you know, somewhat. But, you know, at the same time, it's chaotic, you know. But um, every year it seems to be more adding on to the different uh, aspects of rituals. Remember, the love ministries or whatever ministries of love, uh, are really ministries of fear. So they, they implement fear to keep us in the base reality, dealing with um, what we would call chakras. That base reality of the chakra, the root chakra, gives off the color red. And that's a very 
a dominating color of action. So we become overactive or overstressed and frustrated because we don't have the energy to get through the day properly. But that's due to a lot of the excess um, external emotional reactivity that is taking place and it's, it's done intensely to the psychology of man. Remember, this is the war, M-A-N. That's Mem Alif Noon. You know what I'm saying? So that's a war on the mind of man, not really. Uh, physical war was going to be like everybody shooting, or, you know, World War Three type thing. But the, this physical war is a spiritual war, and it's trying to deplete us of intelligence by depleting our breath. So when we go through, remember, we are always in some type of trance. When we go through a trance and the information is being absorbed or we are receptive to the information because we're now in the right brain um, mentality of meditation and relaxation where we absorb healing. And the healing is not taking place because the education that is given to us is not inducing uh, one state of realization from inner is only inducing the mentality by uh, infusing an incorrect pattern of thinking. And this is done intentionally by what we were talking about, that silent sound spectrum signals that are being given off through uh, the Gwent house as well as the heart system. I didn't go completely into detail on that. It's It's kind of elaborate, and I don't, I I don't know the math on it, like to, to talk like a scientist on it, but I do know some of the information as as I've studied and researched on it. But I didn't want to get too deep into that. Cause, uh, for one, I I did want to uh, answer a few calls or answer a few of the dreams. But this is what dreams answered is. Dreams answered is basically uh, sleep. See, one who is he able is able to be sleep yet. Um, give powerful affirmation or solemn oaths of truth to rebut what has been stated as truth. So, you know what I'm saying? You know, not being sleep like saying, you know, sleep, but saying sleep and woke at the same time in a trance state. Sequence of sensations pass through a sleeping person's mind to make a sworn statement rebutting the charge. So these sensations that go through the mind, well, I guess that's what the dreams answered is, is what I'm saying. You know, so dreams are a sequence of sensations and answer is basically um, making a sworn statement while these sensations are going through. These sensations are higher sensations of uh, or higher sense of perception. They're not lower sense perceptions based on just the five senses, these are the six senses, or um, the higher senses. Because after we get from, you know, six, we get to seven and eight, and that's infinite, you know. So that reconnection, then you see from that eight, it goes to one and zero, completion. And that entails that it's going to cycle back over because it's not, once you put that eight together, you see. 